You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I have a delightful woman with us today, all the way out in, uh, in Dubai, out in the UAE area. Like She is just a fascinating mix of just everything that we stand for here at Superpower Experts. This, this, she has so many gifts that she brings to the world, and she packages them in really unique fashions. And, and what, what we're going to talk about today is global entrepreneurship, because I think it's important that we all think about the fact that we, we you know, have our filters, we have our experiences, we have our environments, and all of us chose these different arenas to play in it, and we're all doing very similar work in the world. Um, but the, the obstacles and the benefits and the packages and, and what we have to go through in order to do that work is very, very different for each one of us. And, and I think the conversation between us is going to illuminate that. She has a fascinating mix of things like neuro-linguistic programming, neuroscience, coaching. Um, she's a psychologist, like just a really fascinating woman. So I'm really excited to share her with you all today. Her name is Silka Glob. I'm hoping I, I got that right. We practiced. Um, it, she's just delightful. Anyway, we're going to talk today about global entrepreneurship. So please join me in welcoming her to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Tonya, for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. That is our pleasure. So we're going to start with our telltale question up front and ask you, what are your superpowers? Yeah, I would describe my superpowers as super learning powers. So what I mean with that, it's uh, I use a hybrid of hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, systemic work, and neuroscience. And all of these are really tailored to make rapid changes in your brain. Because super learning, learning is everything when you create associations in your brain. And with these super learnings, you can create very fast new associations and you can weaken the ones which are not really serving you anymore. And That's so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and all of this, um, because the healing itself is quite fast. It can be done in five to ten minutes. And because it's also like energetically breaking something and uh, giving new suggestions to your brain. And uh, the hybrid or this, te this technique comes from Marissa Peer. So she developed uh, what she calls rapid transformational therapy. And that's already a hybrid. And I bring in then the other modalities I use, like theta healing, systemic work, and neuroscience. So it's a quite powerful tool. Well, and, and it feels really powerful. How, so how did you get into all of this? Yeah, I, I'm a, a psychologist by profession. I'm an organizational psychologist. I work first in training and, and coaching. Uh, then I'm also a school counselor, so I'm also working in a school. But there came a time I also stayed in Kenya, so all my colleagues, they went for evening classes and they went for other courses. And I'm the only European doing nothing. So I said, okay, I, I have to do additional things. And then I started to do neuro, -ling neuro linguistic programming, 
brief work, systemic work, theta healing. So when I came here in, to the UAE, I added even hypnotherapy. I added now this neuroscience coaching because I really want to help my clients to the best. And there are some things which don't fit someone. And then the more tools you have, the more flexible you can be with your clients. Well, and that's what we were talking about before the show. It's so fascinating to me because on top of everything else, not only is, you know, are people kind of all around the world are waking up at different kind of phases and, and, and at different times and, and the things that we accept about change. We, you know, we were sharing a story early on about, you know, using things like um, tarot cards or, or even some people use pendulums and just anything that awakens us or opens us up to, to communicating with our own intuition. Um, but when you work with different groups of people, whether it be cultural groups or subcultural groups or, or socioeconomic groups or religious groups, it, it, it doesn't matter. But with the, the overlay or the, the filter that we all see the world through creates within itself its own set of resistance or its own set of openness, uh, depending on how we're raised and, and our level of belief within it. And, and working in a global entrepreneurship fashion really requires a super huge bag of tricks, you know, like, like a very diverse set of tools so that you can connect with people where they're at. Is that, has that been your experience? Yes. Yes. And in, in this case, it comes also that uh, sometimes beliefs are coming up or when I do the hypnotherapy work, you end up in certain scenes. So if, and these scenes, the scenes, are quite distracting for the person or he, the, the person gets really through deep emotions. And if I don't really understand the cultural background of that person, it seems for me maybe nothing at that moment. And I start maybe to wonder with my own thoughts, why mm -hmm. is he putting all this out of this scene? So it's also an advantage to know certain cultures and why certain situations uh, caused a kind of trauma or negative conclusions out of this. This I found for me quite important or when there is some relationship issues. So I had a couple from, from India. So divorce is not so fast in an Indian community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. There, there was an affair in between. Yeah. And then, I asked him, so this lady, is she even from your community? And then I did know that even him now marrying this other lady will be not so easily possible. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if he had been like a Western person, voila, so I, I leave. Yeah. If I don't I want anymore and I immediately go maybe to the other person when it's already a very deep connection. So in all this, I find knowledge of cultures to understand from where these beliefs were formed. I found it also important. Some people, they would not allow to go into like a very relaxed state where they close their eyes. In this moment, that's the hypnotherapy. In the, those cases, I use EMDR. So where you only have to shift your eyes or you just tap, uh, tap yourself. Yeah, mm. so it's always important to to know from where the person comes from. Or when I do energetic work, um, 
I also ask what the spiritual connection is. Are you believing in God? Are you believing in Allah? Are you believing in a certain goddess? Are you believing in the universe? Yeah. So that's also important to know that uh, the person can really trust you and goes with the process. That's so amazing. And the, you know, I'd imagine that a lot of what you're relying on is that intuitive kind of connectedness that, that supersedes, you know, even our human existence. Do you, do you, did you find that, that in honing that or, or did you, were you consciously aware of honing your own intuition or an ability to communicate at different levels with people so that you can access that kind of information? Yeah, it, it depends a little bit what te technique I, I use. So whatever the modality is, so is my mindset. Yeah, with the hypnotherapy, okay, there comes also a lot of intuition into it because you guide the person, he, has, he or she has a certain issue. For, for example, I'm lost in life. So in this hypnotherapy, you guide back in time, what is the root cause of you feel, feeling lost? Then the, the client finds himself or herself in three scenes. Now you have to relate the scenes to your feeling now lost. And first I ask the client, so what is the link, linkage? What is this daisy dreaming? Yeah. And sometimes they don't find the connection. And then I, I let myself or I allow myself to go into my intuition to offer the the client something and then he can say yes or no so mm -hmm. that's also where i use intuition then when i do theta healing so in theta healing the modality is you really connect to what you say is creator is life force yeah mm -hmm. the thing comes from this modality and even the question you ask are in this kind of meditative state yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that 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 would be really, really important, um, given the work that you're doing. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is super fascinating. I'm excited to come back and talk with you more about global entrepreneurship. You all are listening to the Superpower Up podcast. Stay with us. We're going to expand a little bit on the amazing work that Silka does in the world. And we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. Thank you so much for staying with us. So we're talking today about global entrepreneurship. I, one of the questions I have for you, Silka, is, is the... Um, you know, we talked a little bit before the show, you and I, about just not just the cultural parameters and the, you know, belief systems and everything else, but, but really just what goes into developing a business when you're operating with different um, countries in different kind of comprehensions of the world and, and what's acceptable, not acceptable from a 
gender perspective or a, or a cultural perspective. Um, talk with us a little bit about how you have formed your business um, in this global environment. Yeah, so in, in the UAE, I'm already lucky that I'm in this global environment because the most of us, we are all residents. So uh, people are coming from, from India, from Pakistan, from, from the States, from America, from Australia, yeah, from Africa. So that's already a, a global set, a setting here. Then for me to really st start that because it involves also like uh, being online, your online presence and find the right platform you, you want to be. So I did also a business coaching course. It, it was like four, four to five months, a course how you really um, create your business from the scratch. Yeah, so what what is your like your target group and all these things. So this was on one side, very, very important for me. Then I realized like on, on Facebook, the, the, the things I'm, I'm offering, I didn't get so many resonance. So, so because I also ask certain questions just to involve people to use their brain. And then I, I shifted to LinkedIn because I was introduced by a friend of mine who got very powerful through LinkedIn. And I started there now and um, I, I started to, to be really active there some two months back, I, I would say. And there I found that people are more really interacting with you, that you find sooner or later your right tribe without advertising. And uh, to, to really bring people on board and explain what this neuroscience coaching is, because that's uh, right now quite in. Yeah, so people are fascinating from the research, what, uh, what is being done. And I relate that to, to the work I'm already doing, because I can explain them what's exactly happening when we do certain things. So that, that's my approach now to, to go really global. So I'm connected with people in, in the States and in, 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 in Germany, and also of course people here in the UAE, but also again from different communities. So this I found very fascinating, even people from, from Southern America. And I, I don't know, it just happens that they, because you have commented on a, on a post in, in your LinkedIn group, and then just people come to your profile and then interact with you. So this I found my way to do it, where I feel the most comfortable with. Well, and I think that's a, such a powerful way to look at it. I know even, um, you know, a lot of the advising that, that we do in the, in the business side of things, is encouraging people to do exactly what, what you just talked about. And it's, it's finding the right mix for them and what works for them. And I think we all live in a very interesting time where we truly can do business however we want to. And there are very unique ways of going about it. And, you know, people, when people have the courage to construct their business in a way that works for their lifestyle in a way that works for the work that they do, um, where they're living, all, all of that stuff, then it, and it does become a powerful attractor um, to where they get the people that, that they can help. Um, how much of your business would you say is operated virtually versus uh, there locally? 
So still the, the local is, is the higher amount, it's 75% and 25% comes virtually. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I think I would have assumed it was the opposite. It's so, it's so fascinating talking with you because my um, academic background is my bachelor's degree was in intercultural communication and my master's was in kind of uh, critical race theory where I, I, I was hyper-focused during my entire collegiate career on how groups interact and, and, and what group dynamics are, in-group, out-group dynamics, intergroup relations theories and stuff like that on a, on a, on a very broad stroke. You know, now I didn't dive deeply into any specific cultural groups or anything else, but just, um, just really looking, <clears throat> excuse me, at the, the way groups um, and, and people within groups. Wow, excuse me. Hold on one second. My, my throat is going. Okay, I'm back. So the, um, you know, really looking at the dynamics in groups and it, and it fit in nicely because I've always been fascinated with human behavior. And th that's, that served me very well in the counterintelligence arena and, and everything else. And, and even in, in all of the work that I do, but, but what I love about what you're doing is that I didn't do a ton with it in terms of the, the global market space and everything else. And it's starting to come back around, um, you know, through various verticals, the superpower vertical and then the cryptocurrency vertical and stuff, because I think that global conversation is so incredibly important right now and how we all interact and, and what, you know, what the differences are, where, where we can connect with each other. Um, and, and in the, the, the higher vibrational work that I do, where we all are connected um, above and beyond what we appear to look like or act like or, or all of the separation things that we, that we see as human beings. Um, how much of that conversation happens around you with regard to uh, how people interact in, in the global relationships? Are, is that something that you're involved with? Um, okay, uh, let me give you an example of what I also realized. Uh, recently, I was put by someone in, in a LinkedIn group, like a LinkedIn group chat. And uh, because someone wanted to bring a lot of people in, into this chat, just to highlight uh, a post she had posted. So the two last times I was put in a chat was more that we um, support each other. Yeah, so you post uh, something so that the other ones can comment on it so that it, it spreads. Yeah, mm -hmm. so she posted something and then I posted something. And some of the people in the group I didn't know and uh, the most of them I didn't know. And finally then I was picked and asked what the hell you are doing here? You just put us into a group chat. And then I asked them, how do you even think that I was the one who put you here in this group chat? And uh, then later I reached out to some of them. I was connected and said I would not just randomly bring people into a, a chat room yeah, I, like this without asking because they taught me I should at least ask or, or I should approach them personally, whatever. So there, there was no wrong behavior with anybody, but it, it really brought me to, to this attention that I said, okay, because it was under the label LinkedIn family. 
And then I said, okay, we, we were all put into this LinkedIn family chat, but then we just leave immediately or we, we a little bit attack. So what is behind that? And then I said, we are not actually a family, yeah? Because otherwise we would have just started and supported each other immediately. <laughs> but people still expect that they're personally invited they have a lot of stress because sometimes they're put into other groups and then they get all these messages that's again mm -hmm. stress for them. So putting people randomly in a group and then expect that they will just uh, collaborate, that's not possible. Mm -mm. And uh, then they responded very nicely to the, the person who posted the first time. They all went to her post and they didn't realize that she was the one who initiated and then I said, maybe we speak more of tribes, yeah, like LinkedIn tribe or LinkedIn group, because still, even if you're just put into a big chat room, you, you look, okay, do I know that person? What is her intention? Yeah, does she just put us here that we um, go all to her post? Um, is it, uh, okay, I, I don't want to put into a situation I'm even not asked to. So for me, this was a very interesting phenomenon of how social groups are working. And I, I still say it's like you look for a tribe, people you, you still personally know, yeah, and you personally invite people to come into something. But if you just randomly put them into something, it's stressful. Well, and, it, and, and I like that you bring that up because it, it's social media is such a fascinating place to observe human behavior because you know everybody deals with it differently and we do have kind of these protective mechanisms that flare up or or we think that somebody's violating some sort of code of ethics or our, our privacy or you know all these things and I remember when we came out of government the, the first time when I left government yeah um, it, it was really, really, I mean, the idea of even having a, a social media account was, was kind of unheard of. Like, like, and if we did, it was super private because the work that I was doing um, for the government, that, that just was unheard of. And then when my husband and I both left government together and came into the business world, it, it was, it took, I mean, years for us to unprogram the kind of paranoia and the suspicions and the privacy and the security and and all of those that stuff that's deeply embedded in the counterintelligence culture and um i remember a moment in time when we kind of looked at each other like I, I was getting frustrated because i felt like every time i set my privacy settings in facebook and they did an update that the privacy settings would change. You know, the next thing I knew people were finding me and I was like, ah, I was like, I was kind of going crazy, like trying to control this thing. And I finally looked at him and, and we just kind of talked about it and decided, you know, forget it. Like, like, let's just, if we're going to use social media to, so people can find us with regard to our businesses, then we just accept that. And we know it's not private. And so we took a whole different approach with it to the extent that you know, we, we have an eight-year-old daughter who's involved in business and she has social media accounts that, that we help her with. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and we did that from the perspective of it, it, it was, we just felt like we were going insane trying to control like 
who's doing what and who can see us and who can find us and all these other things. And so we just, once we kind of opened it up, it felt so liberating. It was like, I don't add me to a group. Don't add me to a group. Like I can leave if I want to, like I I'm capable of saying, you know, leaving the group or saying, thank you. This doesn't feel like a good fit. And you know, you know, you really can tell a lot about where people are sitting in their own self dominion about how, you know, when you watch how they interact on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was a li- little bit uh, shocked by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't even scroll up because the most of us, we're just using the mobile phone. So my was the last message and somehow I was the one who didn't really Maybe it was this, okay, could you kindly also look at my post, yeah? I think a lot of them, they thought I would, I, I want just to misuse them and because they're influencers, they have a big network and now I just brought them all into this chat room just to benefit from it. Right. I think this was for some people the, 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 the first impression and who is she, yeah? So right. in, in this way. Yeah. Well, and, and I noticed too... So, so I noticed too, is that it really, one, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt and seeing them as people first, you know, seeing them as, um, you know, aspects of the divine or aspects of ourselves. And, um, you know, and I, and I try to exercise that principle rather than go right into judgment. But the other thing that I noticed with social media is it's an amazing playground for us to see our own stuff. And I, for me, when, when I really pay attention, um, I can tell a lot about where I'm sitting in my own growth by how I'm responding to social media and by what I'm attracting through social media. And, you know, sometimes I'm really wanting to be involved with it and be out there and connect with people. And other times I really don't. And it's, you know, giving ourselves the freedom, I think, to ebb and flow with it and to recognize that it's, it's not, a um, you know, anytime we want to say, put something in a box and say, well, this is this and this is this, um, before we ask questions or get clarity or, or even just kind of lead with our hearts, um, it, it does all of us a disservice, you know, but, but there is this kind of territorial privacy protection thing that happens for people. Um, and it's quite silly, you know, if you step back and look at it and, and it really goes back to that in-group, out-group dynamics thing is that we'll, it, it, and I like what you said about tribes because we, we give people in our in-groups a lot more leeway and a lot more permissions than we do anybody in what we perceive to be an out-group. And, yes. you, you know, yes. and, and those dynamics are real, you know, and it creates real feelings of threat inside of us um, yes. that results in, in the stress and then, and then our, our behaviors that follow that are combative. Um, yeah. And it's like, you can stop all of that by reaching out to the person and saying, hey, um, you know, did, have we met? Like, are we connected in some way? I don't understand this. And a lot of people I, I, rec- I recognize too don't understand a lot about how social media works. So for instance, with Facebook, I hear people ranting all the time about getting added to groups instead of invited. And it's like, I don't know if it's a new thing or Facebook changed their rules on it, but you can't invite people to groups. All you can do is add them. So it's like, uh, if you don't understand the mechanics of each platform, you know, to take offense to it first and foremost with, before asking questions, you know, it's kind of an immature response in my opinion. 
Yeah, but, but you paraphrased it uh, very well. It, it's something who is inside the group or who do I recognize as an insider and who do I recognize as an outsider? Yeah, and if the outsider comes in, you feel somehow threatened. And, and this is what I somehow experienced and therefore I spoke about tribes. And as a result of the whole thing, I posted something else and strangely, uh, totally different people connected with me I never heard about. And we had very deep conversations. So then I said, okay, it takes some time to get really mm -hmm. your tribe. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, and I noticed too, we're extremely spoiled because when we came into business, we joined up with a, a group that operates off of cooperative theory, um, CEO Space International. And then that's above and above everything else. It's, it's cooperation and collaboration. And because of that, we approach everything from the perspective of how can I assist you? How can I support you? What can we do? You know, is there synergy between us or can I at least wish you well on your journey? Um, and not everyone comes from that kind of mentality. And it's very obvious. And in, to the extent that we're pretty selective about who we interact with and who we do business with, because of that, it, it feels so good to come into spaces with people from a, from a um, real frequency of love perspective and seeing each other as... Um, you know, as, as equals as, as aspects of humanity versus this competitive mindset of scarcity, you know, and, and it's, it just gets to the place where we just gravitate away from environments that don't feel good. And, and we're pretty adamant about that. And we've developed an amazing life and, and amazing businesses because of that. And so, you know, so sometimes it, it, it it means stay, saying, you know, this just doesn't feel good. I don't want to play here. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to take yeah. my toys and I'm going to go play in another playground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And this yeah. social media, they can really go beyond borders, yeah, that you can find people who are really, or both or all of you are moving really forward because they are these interconnections and, and help and support and encouragement and and i think what i also learned is you have to be really selective for what you said yeah so you're somehow selective and and try to find out if you're resonating on the same frequency mm -hmm. that's a, that's even more beautiful to say tribe yeah it's more the frequency of the people who are in alignment with you I agree completely. Um, the other thing that really helped was when we came out of government and went into business, we had our daughter who was two and we made a pact with each other that we were not going to do business anywhere that she couldn't be involved. And it really shaped how we grew our businesses, how we grew our lifestyle. And um, we swayed from that a couple times and it just didn't feel good. And, and we knew that we wanted to do things together and we wanted her to be involved. And, you know, because of that now she, she's a host of one of our podcast shows, Superpower Kids. And she just gave a keynote in front of 2000 people last year and she's eight. And it, it, so the world that opened up, she's eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but it took I, I don't want to say sacrifice. It took um, yeah. deliberate action and choice on our part 
to create the world and the life that we wanted. And, and I do believe you can do that. And so, you know, for all of you listening, just, just know that it can look however, you know, you want it to look. I mean, we look at, we have two female entrepreneurs on the call right now from across the globe who operate very different models of business, but we can connect in this space and share in our similarities, but also highlight the fact that we chose to do things differently. And it's beautiful. And, and it re there really is room and space for all of that. Um, and, and, I, and I love the connection between us and how we're able to highlight that in this conversation. So thank you for joining me in that space. Thank you very much, Tonya. Yeah, I felt aligned. Yes. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. So uh, to find more about me, it's, uh, I, I, you can find me, of course, on LinkedIn. Silk <laughs> uh, Lab. Then I also have a website which is called Silk Celia, Celia like Charlie. So silkcelia.com. Perfect. And we'll have a link to that um, on the Superpower Experts page for this episode. So thank you so much, Silke, for joining us. I, it's really been a delightful conversation and I love what you're doing in the world. And um, please let us know how we can continue to support you. Thank you very much, Tonya. Yeah, it was awesome. very flourishing for me, the whole conversation. Thank you. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.